Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. New thinking, new possibilities. Hello, and thanks for joining us for a brand new week of AutoLine Daily. You probably heard that General Motors was hit by a $35 million fine from NHTSA for failing to report its ignition switch recall in a timely manner. GM took a $1.3 billion charge in the first quarter and will take a $200 million charge in the second quarter, so this is starting to get very expensive. But it's not just impacting GM. Almost all automakers in the American market are issuing record numbers of recalls. For example, Ford took a $400 million charge in the first quarter as well. And FCA's Sergio Marchion says that the current recall rate is, and I quote, not sustainable for anybody. What's happening is that all these automakers are trying to avoid what GM got caught up in. So they're recalling cars that otherwise would have been fixed through service actions. Automakers in Europe are ahead of schedule in meeting CO2 emission targets. The European Environmental Agency says CO2 emissions from new cars sold in Europe in 2013 averaged 127 grams per kilometer. That's below the 2015 target of 130 grams per kilometer. The agency did not break out what individual car makers achieved, but it will release that in a final report later this fall. In a somewhat shocking move, Johnson Controls is spinning off its automotive interiors unit into a joint venture with China's Yangfang Automotive Trim Systems. Yangfang is a subsidiary of Huayu Automotive Systems, which is owned by SAIC. Yangfang will control 70% of the new company, while JCI will own the rest. The headquarters will be located in Shanghai with engineering and R&D centers located in the U.S., China, Europe, India, and Japan. The transaction is expected to be completed in the first half of 2015. JCI has been one of the biggest and best interior suppliers in the global industry, and it's kind of a shock to see it spinning off what had been its core business. Toyota first introduced its Verso S, which is based on the Yaris platform, to the European market three years ago, and now it's time for a mid-cycle update. It gets what Toyota calls its keen look design language, which includes new front and rear fascias. The headlamps have been upgraded with projector technology and LED DRLs, and the rear taillights are also LEDs. A rear view camera is standard. A new set of 16 inch wheels are available, as is the Toyota Touch 2 infotainment and navigation system. The Verse OS hits European showrooms this summer. Luxury automakers Audi and BMW are already in the subcompact segment, but Mercedes has not entered the field, and it's not going to be doing so either. CEO Dieter Zetsche says that it would be difficult for the brand to be successful there, so why even try? But, he says, the smart brand could move upsize, much like BMW did with its mini brand, although the decision to do that with smart has yet to be made. 
Speaking of BMW, it hopes to gain on Daimler's sales lead by increasing its production with a new plant in Mexico. And this would be the automaker's first plant in Mexico and would initially produce as much as 100,000 vehicles a year. The announcement is expected to be made official in July. Look out, Tesla. Here comes Fisker. Yeah, Fisker. Lu Guanqiu, the Chinese billionaire who bought the rights for the failed plug-in hybrid maker and who is the owner of China's largest auto parts manufacturer, Wang Sheng, says, and I quote, I'll put every cent that Wang Sheng earns into making electric vehicles. I'll burn as much cash as it takes to succeed or until Wang Sheng goes bust. Those are pretty strong words, and it'll be interesting to see if Mr. Guanqiu really puts his money where his mouth is. Coming up next, GM's racing chief explains what the company gets out of competing in motorsports. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. On last week's AutoLine After Hours, we were joined by Jim Campbell, who's in charge of GM's performance and motorsports division. In the following clip, Jim explains the benefits the company gets from participating in motorsports. But we race for, as I said, for four reasons. One is tech transfer. That is absolutely critical. And I, I think, uh, you know, Corvette's a great example. I call it a gold standard for us. And we're trying to get every series up to that level where we learn on the track and drive it into production, whether it's about the vehicle or about the powertrain uh, or both. Uh, secondly, we race because we can develop engineers. We take young engineers and we uh, put them into the motorsports program. Uh, the gentleman that's running our IndyCar program, Chris Barabee, worked on CTSV. He, worked, he did the vehicle integration on the ATS, which was a North American Car of the Year. Uh, we put him into the IndyCar program as our program manager. Uh, and so he's able to hone his leadership skills, his engineering skills. It's super competitive. You know, you're racing every, you know, few weeks. Uh, in that case, uh, Chevy races Honda. Uh, and in two years, he's generated two manufacturer's championships, one driver's championship, and uh, one Indy 500 winner with Tony Kanaan. So he'll go back to a production job in the near future, and he'll be better for his experience in racing. So uh, that's, his, you know, second reason. Then obviously the marketing reasons are, you know, pretty, pretty clear. When you win big races, you can, it does lift the, the image of the brand. And then finally, uh, what I love about racing, too, is uh, race fans get to the track early. They get there hours early, five, six, seven hours early. They want to hang out. They want to look for some entertainment. So in the midways, we'll have um, you know, examples of our cars or trucks, our performance parts, our accessories, and we'll have the experts there to answer the questions. Mm -hmm. So it's a great way to interact with Chevy customers and then also prospective customers. Mm -hmm. And so the whole idea is we want to earn a lead and eventually want to sell a car, truck, or a part. For sure. So those are the reasons why we race. I mean, plus we love it. That's the other part. We love it. Boy, did I pick the wrong week to go on vacation because not only was there a lot of great information about GM's racing and performance efforts, I missed out seeing the Corvette C7R that Jim brought to the studio. So if you haven't seen that show yet, you can watch it on our website, autoline.tv, or watch it on YouTube. Just search for the AutoLine Network, or you can download the podcast from iTunes. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for tuning in, and please join us again tomorrow.